Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Send the tweets. Send the hot takes. At Ken Carmen C-A-R-M-A-N. Joe, he said that it's the worst take ever. And I should just own it about calling the snitch hotline. Listen, you think you don't. If you don't want to call the snitch hotline, then I don't know how else to tell you. You're a loser and you're okay with losing. Maybe not that. You know what? The hell with it. Yeah, you're a loser and you and you like losing. I'm interested in winning. That's what I'm interested in. Call the snitch hotline. Get the other teams in trouble. Try to win. If I ever find out what the number is, I don't even have a dog in the fight. If I don't have, if I find ever find out what the number is, I may just call it myself. From from Northeast Ohio, I might call the snitch hotline. I'll pick a random player. Just I thought I saw James Harden out and about. Hang up. I think, listen, this is Ken in Orlando, even though I'm calling from Northeast Ohio. I think I just saw James Harden at a Bennigan's. Hang up. He's got to answer that question now. Also, we'll do the top five guys we think that we will see uh, breaking the NBA bubble. Or we would think we would have to call on breaking the NBA bubble. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Ron Rivera is already in the already in the driver's seat for coach of the year. I find it I find myself hard pressed to not already vote for Ron Rivera coach of the year and just move on. The stuff that's been laid at his doorstep. Now he chose this situation. And Ron Rivera, and I was a little bit surprised. I, I gotta tell you, out, out of the open jobs that were there for Ron Rivera, I was a little bit surprised. Like I, I think Ron Rivera, he says he doesn't. He says he doesn't take it back. He doesn't regret it. According to the Charlotte Observer, uh, they did an interview with him. He says he doesn't regret it. I, I really strongly believe. I was wondering at the beginning of the show today, if given a chance for a do-over, would Ron Rivera really do it? Would he really go to Washington? And you had to think Ron Rivera's not stupid. He's been around for a long time in the NFL. I think he kind of wanted a challenge to roll up his sleeves, take some power, have some power, roll up his sleeves, and revamp a franchise. I didn't think that he thought he was going to have to rename that franchise. Ron Rivera's been in the NFL a long time as a player and a coach. He knows exactly what the Redskins have been over the last 20-plus years. At the end with Jack Kent Cook, it was nasty and his estate. Then Dan Snyder takes over as a fan, and this is where you have to warn. If a guy grows up a fan – 
He can run it very, very well, and we've seen a couple of cases of that, but more than likely you're going to run it right into the ground because you make decisions emotionally. Because especially where you look at Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder's from the area. He's from Maryland. He grew up a fan of that football team. You have your friends and family members who were probably lovers of that football team who Dan Snyder at 56 or 55 years old still has people around him who love that football team and have probably put pressure on him to get his head out of his ass and run that football team the way they're supposed to be run. And consistently they've made terrible decisions. And this latest Washington Post story that's come out makes it even worse. And going on more about Daniel Snyder, and I highlighted this in the open of the show, I think this is a little bit more serious than what we think it's going to be. Now, it could very well be where we didn't know or Dan Snyder didn't know and we can't accuse him of knowing these things. It happened over the course of 13 years. It's a long time. Dan Snyder's a fan. He's been a hands-on guy for a long time, according to Chad Dukes. As of recently, he's been a lot more hands-off. We had Chad Dukes on from 106.7 The Fan in D.C. Uh, he said they've been very hands-off. I know Grant Paulson will be able to speak more intelligently than I can about the situation. I encourage you to listen to him coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern on CBS Sports Radio. Grant Paulson will be on and tell you more about it. But from what I've been told, and this is only from what I've been told by some other hosts over there in D.C., I'm not as close to that situation nearly as they are, and certainly not as close as Grant Paulson. Dan Snyder has been a little bit more closed off than he has been in the past. And I think a move to bring in Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is one of the most respected men in professional sports, not just the NFL. So a move like that, it makes sense. Hey, you redo my franchise. This thing's a mess. Bring this thing back together. I let Bruce Allen keep a job because I liked his dad, and I was a fan of his father. You revamp this franchise. But I do find it hard to believe that over 13 years, you didn't hear this once. And if you didn't hear of this once, then I still think I have to hold your feet to the fire as the owner of the football team going, where have you been? As the steward, the owner, of a very public thing. Remember, football teams, pro sports teams, really are as much as owners want to say and the late Bob say wanted to get up there and have a couple of drinks and say it's his GD team and he can do what he wants with it. They really are a public trust. You know, people don't stand there and root for IBM. Some do, investors do, and big tech people might, but very few people stand there and root for certain companies. People root and, and invest time and their love in their favorite sports teams. It's a very personal thing. And when you drive it into the ground and they watch you drive it into the ground and the fact that you're one of them because you're a fan makes it even worse. So for 13 years, if you're that big of a fan, it's very hard for me to believe you that you had no idea this was going on underneath you or you hadn't heard anything about it. And if that's the case, you hadn't heard anything about it, what are you doing as the owner of the franchise? Who are the type of people that you were hiring? And then the question gets brought into this, because we're not talking about a court of law. As far as we've seen so far, Dan Snyder has been accused of no wrongdoing himself personally. Neither has Bruce Allen. And that's a very big key. But we are talking about the court of public opinion. And the court of public opinion, it hasn't been good on you for 20 years, Pally. It's been a really rough setting at the base, at the base of it. We're talking poor records, poor management, poor fan relations, and then when I bring in the Redskins cheerleading scandal, that's already one situation that's been thrown at your feet before. 
And so the question the NFL has to ask, and the question, and the NFL has had their own problems with women and, and how they deal with women's issues and women's abuse and, and harassment going on in the workplace. The NFL has had their own problems with this. How do you take care of this future? Because if, if this has been going on for 20 years, where all these things before this story came out, you, you, there's a lot of dirt that's been thrown on Dan Snyder's name, that if we know all these things for 20 years, can I trust you to run this franchise for the next 20 years after all this? Say, say hey, yeah, 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 nothing nothing bad has happened with you. Whew, okay, you're the owner, and at least nothing bad happened with you over all this other gross stuff. Nothing's bad happened with you. Can I trust you to hire the same people or the right people again? Can I trust you that, that you are going to cultivate a culture that something like this doesn't happen again? Because, yes, this has happened for a long, long time. That doesn't make it any better. This has happened in work. This has happened in, 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 in corporations and in sports for a long time. It's 2020. This isn't going to go back to where it was in the 1970s and 80s and 90s. It ain't going to happen that way. I need to trust you as an owner, and the other owners need to trust them. The other owners and professional sports franchises, and this is beyond just the NFL, you need to trust that that entity is going to be functional, that is going to be stable, and is going to provide a stable work environment so this doesn't happen again. Because you can't do that. We're not ever going back. It's only going that way, not that way. And so the other owners have themselves a decision to make. Because I don't think it's just cut and, cut and dry as, well, he didn't know of it and nothing's been thrown to him, so you can't remove his football team. Well, that's, that's, that's a loaded question. That's a loaded statement. And for Ron Rivera... I think he's already the coach of the year. What he has to deal with already, you have a young, new, inherited quarterback, new to you, inherited quarterback. You have a franchise with a bad history. You have this scandal now that you had nothing to do with, you were not a part of. You probably didn't hear anything about it. You were in Charlotte. They're in Washington. There's a difference there. You probably heard very, very little of it. If anything, I I believe that Ron Rivera didn't hear anything of it. You had nothing to do with this, but now this is something that you have to answer questions to in Zoom press conferences and press conferences maybe in the future. You have an owner who may or may not be forced to sell his football team. You have minority owners in that franchise who do not want their names attached to this and are are looking to liquidate. And Gosh, we thought just a couple of weeks ago they were looking to liquidate because they were upset about the nickname change. Oh, and the nickname change. You're coming into the franchise as its head coach. And you're being asked as one of the people to change this team's name in perpetuity. You're one of the decision makers. You're the head coach of the football team. You're being put in charge with the uh, with the owner and maybe one other person. You're being put in charge with finding a new name for this team and a new concept and something that people can get behind, something that people are going to be fans of. That's been tasked to you as a football coach. Ron Rivera, if they get anything out of that football team this year, Ron Rivera is already in the driver's seat for coach of the year. Hell, I already want to vote for him. I think Ron Rivera wanted a challenge. I just don't think Ron Rivera thought he was going to get this type of a challenge. This is strong. And it will come down to, I'm going to get to Andy and Myrtle Beach here in a second. It, it's really going to come down to, as we start to find out from these, the independent lawyer that's supposed to review all this, the NFL's review of this, these other owners and what they're willing to stand for. And it's not just, can he say that he wasn't there? Can he say that he didn't know? There's questions of that. I just highlighted that. 
can Dan Rooney and Jerry Jones and the Mars of the Tishes in, jo in New York and maybe one or two others, the senior members of the NFL, the guys who have been around, the families that have been around for a long time that, that are on that inner circle. There's owners and then there's owners in the NFL. Can they trust Dan Snyder? 855-2124-CBS. I don't know if they can. Andy in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, sir. How are we doing today? Doing well, Andy. Go ahead. Uh, you, you stole a little of my thunder there. I was gonna, I was gonna say about Rivera. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, wow, what a what a mess to have to come into. But I think he, uh, if there's anybody that's good for that job, uh, I, I think it's Ron Rivera with his, uh, you know, his, his his past, and he's uh, pretty well respected around the league. But um, I want to talk about a little bit. Um, you know, how does he like? Shouldn't Dan Snyder hire to like all kind of PR firms or something to come up with a new name? I don't understand why the head coach is involved in that. Well, the thing that the, the only thing that I would say, Andy, stay with me here, is that yes, sir. you gotta find. Oh, gosh, because now <laughs> I'm saying, what does Ron Rivera know about the Washington Redskins' history? He's played against him. Did he ever play right. for him? I don't know if he ever played for him. So what's he uh, know no. about the? So what does he know about the history of Washington? Because for a second, I'm, I'm a little bit afraid of PR firms in my city where I'm at. They hired a PR firm to change the jerseys, and the, the well, it wasn't just a PR firm. It was also with the uh, company that makes the jerseys at Nike. And the designers said, well, we really captured the essence of Cleveland. Those people had never stopped in Cleveland before they, before they had those jerseys, and fans did not like those jerseys for five years, and the owners didn't even like those jerseys for five years. So right, when, right, you put right. your trust, when you put your trust in something, remember, it's – when you pick a name, it's a representation of your area. Well, whoever makes that choice has to know your area very well. And <laughs> I don't know what Ron Rivera knows nope. about the Washington nope. area. No, but he's getting a, a quick uh, a quick lesson. Um, I hope so. I, I, you know, I'm a, a lifelong Redskins fan. I grew up in the uh, D.C. area. If I'm still allowed to say Redskins, but I grew up in the D.C. area. And, yeah. um and it really hurts about this name change, but I get it. I totally understand it's the climate we're in today, and that's and that's fine. But um, but you know, it, it just um, I just, I don't I don't understand why a uh, head coach, like I said, is picking a name. But on the field, <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? Um, I actually think there's some, there's some decent talent on this team. Um, you know, offensive line is is pretty shaky, uh, especially with Trent Williams leaving, and and wide receivers uh, shaky outside of McLaurin. But I actually think our defense is, is going to be pretty solid. You know, the defensive line got a bunch of first-round picks and stuff. Uh, you know, Jonathan Allen and, and Payne and Ioannidis, and then we still got Kerrigan. So uh, what's your thoughts about uh, actually on-the-field stuff? And, and I know with, I the, actually with all the circus going on in the front office, it, it's so hard to translate it to the field because these guys get bogged down with so many questions about that stuff going on. But I'm talking about actual football here. Uh, yeah. what, what, do you, what do you think the chances are? I, I agree with you. I agree with you about your defense, but I'm 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 starting to question myself here, and and, and I want to flesh this out a little bit more. And, and Andy, thank you very much for the call. Uh, I, I want to continue to speak to this. I, don't hold me to this right now. I might I might just be running this by you instead of this is my thought, this is my opinion, and I'm right, and you got to prove me wrong. I don't know if I'm doing that yet. I, I'm starting to have a couple of different thoughts though about how a football team's put together, and I like what Washington has done with their defense in a lot of ways. Their offense is still – their offensive line is shaky, just like he said. The wide receiving crew, I'm looking for something. You had a tight end, but you can't keep the guy – you couldn't keep the guy healthy. Uh, Sheriff, you have to get that situation figured out with his contract. Dwayne Haskins, 
I think that there was a lot of nasty things written about Dwayne Haskins, a lot of rumor and innuendo going out there because I think that there were certain things and certain entities, and this is believable in Washington, and this is speculative 100%. I think that there were people in Washington who wanted something new at quarterback, and so they wanted them to make the decision, really squeeze the trigger on one of these young quarterbacks because they just don't like Dwayne Haskins. So there were a lot of things said that I just don't think are true about Dwayne Haskins. There were things said that he was basically illiterate, that he was illiterate towards football, that he didn't do work. There's plenty of things where he might not have known how to work. You had a head coach who gets ousted during the season last year who openly didn't want the guy. How are you supposed to teach Dwayne Haskins the proper way to work? Your veterans on offense are who? Your quarterback situation is what? So how is Dwayne Haskins? I mean, I know you've had Colt McCoy, and maybe he can help out a little bit, but how is Dwayne Haskins supposed to find the proper way to work and the proper way to learn? Because it's a totally different learning experience in the NFL. But the thing that I'm becoming worried about, not worried about, but I'm starting to wonder about, is the way you put a football team together. And I wonder if it's starting to get easier to go offense, 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 and build a defense over time. Because I'm starting to wonder if you build a defense. First, it takes a long time to build a defense. If I get myself a good quarterback with a hot hand and a good football coach around him, I can get some things going pretty quickly. Offensive lineman, it's still a lot of ways where if a guy's good enough, he'll be able to start, he'll be able to play. He might have a couple of bumps in the road, but he'll be able to play good and start if he's really that good of an offensive lineman. Or now, because we're seeing a different situation in college football where there's so many more spread offenses and they still, while they spread it out a little bit more than they ever used to in the NFL, we're still seeing more pro set more planning, more decision-making that happens over time where you have to learn that. It's the same thing with quarterbacks as it is for offensive linemen. So now we're seeing more offensive linemen having to be groomed. So that goes against that. But, but you watch some of the best defenses. They just didn't happen overnight. It, it takes four seasons, five off-seasons to really put together a quality, deep defense because you don't just need starting-line guys, front-end guys. You need to acquire depth there too. And that's going to take late-round draft picks that hit, guys who are able to play on special teams and also fill in when they need to because you're going to lose the war of attrition a lot. But when you have offenses, hey, if a guy has a live arm, if I have a good coach that's with him, if I have a good system with him and a decent offensive line, we can make some things happen. If i got a good running game to take the heat off of him and I use him the right way, we can make some things happen with this guy. Defenses, that takes a little bit. And what worries me is that, yeah, the, I think the Redskins' defense is better, and it's gotten better over the course of a few years. But by the time that Dwayne Haskins has his maturation process or they find out that Dwayne Haskins isn't the guy, will it be time for the defense to be revamped? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up next, we'll try to get to more of your calls and the top five guys were – what is this, Billy? The top five guys I'm gonna have to call the I'm gonna have to call the uh, the snitch hotline on. Is that what it is? I, I gotta say it right. What is it? What is it, Billy? It's the top five NBA players you would most likely snitch on. Thank you very much. I wrote my top five. I just didn't know how to say it, Billy. You put it so eloquently. You put it better than I ever could. And we'll do that next on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, it's time for the top five. Top five players we're most likely to call the snitch hotline on in the NBA. Billy's very excited about this. Billy's a basketball junkie, man, through and through. Big Nets fan. 
Boy, what it. are you doing? What are you Love doing it. with Kyrie over there? What are you doing with Kyrie? <laughs> you you embracing that wacko? What are you doing? I am. I'm embracing both of them. Really? Kyrie and Durant. Oh, I don't blame you for for embracing Durant. That's fine. It's just, well, I don't know. Kyrie won that championship in 2016, and he has just gone off the radar. See, like I, that, when his career ends, Billy, he's going to buy a goat and go move up in the mountains and not bother anybody. I, I could totally see that. Um, however, I hope he wins one more for my team. Yeah, why not? I like you enough. I hope that, well, uh, yeah, why not? What the hell? Well, you have yeah. to like Kyrie, though, no? I mean, he won a championship for your team. Oh, Kyrie's been quite frustrating. It, it, we have a, um, it's a weird thing you bring up. That's a very weird relationship there. You know, one of these days, well, now that sports is back, we might not have to do it, where who do you hate most in your city, former player or anti-player or whatever it is? Uh, with Kyrie, we look at Kyrie as kind of he's the reason the Cavaliers aren't the Cavaliers anymore, but... You know, LeBron could have called him, so I kind of put some of that on LeBron too. And, you know, if I'm Kyrie and I find out that – if I find out something where the main player on the team wants to replace me with his buddy Chris Paul, which, which Chris Paul – when when they're both in their prime, I don't think that Chris Paul – or at least Chris Paul at his age was not nearly as good as Kyrie in his prime. You get what I'm saying? In his 30s? I do. Maybe maybe Chris was better in his prime. That could be an argument, you want to say. But um, Kyrie, I could imagine him being upset with that. It's just – He's just been weird. And so I have a feeling he's not going to give us that moment. Like, there are guys – LeBron will come back to Cleveland and get his jersey retired and we'll – yay, and everybody will be happy. And we'll do the same thing for, for Kevin Love. I don't think Kyrie will allow us to do it. I don't think he'll come back. And so that kind of rubs us the wrong way. So, yeah, he's he's a uh, he's an interesting figure in our history because he by far had the greatest play in our city's history. But – with everything else, it's a little weird. Well, so I, I understand get back to that. me in like ten years on that, Billy. Sorry. <laughs> well, they they already gave number two to Colin Sexton. Yes. Yes. So I mean, there's that. Um, Colin's been better over the last. Uh, uh, that's what sucked about the season. Not just everything else in life, but one of the things that were bad about that was Colin was really coming on strong again. Had a little bit of a rough start. Was really coming on strong in the second half of the season. It's like, hey, you know, this this kid can compete. And then everything went away, but uh, I, I don't know. I can't see Colin being the same type of player Kyrie was, but I don't see Kyrie being the same type of player Kyrie was. Sorry. Ouch. Yeah. All right, go ahead with your top five there, buddy. All right, so let's go with number one, J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, you're going in descending order. You're supposed to go from five to one, Billy. Number one overall is J.R., though. <laughs> uh. You know what? Okay, hold on. Let me change. I could, I could. No, I could. no, no, no. You go in the order you were going. I don't care. Number two, go number two, baby. <laughs> number two, Draymond Green. Draymond's interesting. Why? Uh, because I just, I don't get a good vibe from him. I just, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, he did, he did punch a college kid at yeah. a college party as yeah. an NBA champion. So yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're right. See now, this is where it's going to get a little tricky for me. Okay, because I know a lot of people would put two of my guys on this list. Uh, one, the um, Kyrie Irving. You you know he's going to be on it. Oh wait a minute, he's Is not he in. Go, yeah, he's not even going no, down he's there. Not, Billy. He's not. He's not in there. But uh, but will I, he I, sneak in there? Will 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 you have to call because he tries to sneak in? Well, no, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna sneak in. But I'm just saying okay. in terms of current NBA players. 
Ah, okay. okay. But but you know what? So I'll go J.R. Smith, Draymond Green, okay. Russell Westbrook. Okay. Uh, just because Russell Westbrook kind of rubs me the wrong way. But Russell's – okay, i got to be careful I say this or people are going to say I need to get fired. Russell already has it. Like, I would hope that he – or I hope when he gets better, or like he says he feels better already and all that stuff, I would hope when he goes in there he takes it seriously. If he already had it, I would hope he wouldn't leave the bubble. almost said it differently. I hope he wouldn't leave the bubble if he's already had it. No, not, it well, oh, he's already had it and he's fine. No, it's not that. It's I hope he, if he already had it, he knows it can be serious and he should stay in the bubble. No, I mean, look, that's look. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is a is talented as hell. He's <laughs> he's uh, he's a fantastic NBA player. Um, but it's just the type of thing where he's going to have to take it seriously. So, I I just noticed something by the way, and I I don't mean to jump down your throat. I'm yeah. jumping down my throat. You notice when we say things negatively about somebody, we go, "Oh, they're a great talent. Oh, they're a great talent. Well, yeah, they're an NBA player. Can I'd hope they'd be a talented player. I'd hope they'd have talent." Oh, they have talent. Wow. Well, so the guy's an NBA player and he has talent? Yeah. Oh, okay. We always do that. <laughs> we always get the backhanded like, hey, so-and-so has talent, but he's not a good guy. So-and-so has talent, but you got to watch him. It's like, yeah, they have talent. They're in the NBA. Well, I would I would expect them to. All right. Well, I, I include Russell Westbrook on this list because I'm just personally not a Russell Westbrook guy. That's all. See, I'm I'm a fanboy of Russell Westbrook. Are you I really? actually really like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard for me to it's hard for me to be overly critical of him. That's fine. That's fine. Uh yeah. number four, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with um James Harden, his teammate. Not a James Harden guy either. <laughs> that makes sense. And number five, I'm going to agree with what took place a couple days ago and keep Dwight Howard on that list, even though I like Dwight Howard. I think That's Dwight Howard. Could, list. I think Dwight Howard needs to be kept in check. That's a good <laughs> list. So you have Jr. Draymond, Russ, James Harden, Dwight Howard. Correct. That's a good list. You ready for me to cheat here? Yes. In ascending order, from five to one, number five, anyone on the Pelicans? <laughs> okay. I, I know that that's many players, and that's more than five. Anyone on the Pelicans? I think they'll be encouraged to break that rule, so they go out and lose. I don't think they want to make the playoffs. Number four, anyone on the Kings? See, I think there might be a directive to the Pelicans. I think the Kings, the players just don't want to be there. So, number four, anyone on the Kings? Okay. (laughs) This is where it's going to get ugly, and you're going to go, Ken, you didn't try. I tried, I swear to God. I tried. Number three, J.R. Smith. Okay. We agree on that. Yep. Number two, J.R. Smith. Wow. Wow. He's, it's J.R. Smith, folks. They told him to shut down his Instagram on day one he was there. You think you're going to be able to keep that guy in the bubble? That guy didn't wear a shirt for multiple months. It wasn't Randy from Trailer Park Boys. It was the defending world champion. He wouldn't put on a shirt. That was his whole thing. He didn't wear shirts. He was here, folks. He went golfing without a shirt at great country clubs. He's like, I'm not wearing a shirt anymore. I won a world championship. I don't have to play by your rules. I don't need to wear a shirt. You think you're going to say that J.R. Smith needs to go keep himself in the bubble? Um, Folks, yeah. I love J.R. He's one of my top five favorite players ever. But he ain't, he ain't staying in that bubble. I'm telling you now, man, that is going to be – if I can be a betting man, can we bet on players who, who we think are going to leave the bubble? Because I'll bet on J.R. Smith. Uh, number one overall, I agree with you. I say I actually say James Harden. There you go. J- 
James Harden is in a different world. He's in a different he's on a different planet. Him and Kyrie ought to go start like a new planet together. They are they are they are out there, man. I mean it, it'd be hard to get to a different planet, but if there's anybody who yeah, can they, get there, it'd probably be those two. I'd imagine they would just imagine that they're on a different planet. Go go <laughs> buy some go buy some land out there and Hey, can't say Oregon. People tried that once, that didn't turn out too well. Um, go buy some land somewhere out there in Montana and start like a new utopia. I could imagine Kyrie Irving trying that, and I could imagine James Harden trying to do it with him. That's my top five guys. There we go. Even though that technically there's 30 in there and one I named twice. But that's okay. Hey, come on, J.R. Smith is is that it's he's just that likely to do it. I gotta name him twice. 855-212-4 CBS. Coming up next. The Madden Top 10 passers, the Madden Top 10 quarterbacks, I re-rank them, and I think it's a good idea. I just don't think it'll happen, and if it does happen, you better not put me in charge of it. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Right now, it's the latest sports update with the wonderful Erica Herskowitz. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Speak now, forever hold your peace. Usually we play east, eastbound and down. That's pretty damn good, though. Did you ever go to, like, Ultra or anything like that there, Billy? Nothing, like, crazy. But, I mean, oh, I've been man. to uh, I've been to places where they play this type of stuff. Yeah. Take some drugs. Get out there when you're young. No, no, no. Just a couple of Bud Lights. I mean, you can be sober and enjoy the music, too. That's perfectly fine. But when Aoki hits the stage, listen, if I was a 23-year-old man yet again, oh, my God. Oh, I know, Ken. I know. I've seen the videos, and all I can do is go, That's that looks like fun. You know what? That's my bad. I should have played Eastbound and Down, but I wanted to spice it up a little bit. It's okay. It's good. It's a good tune. This is some good stuff right here. 855-2124-CBS. That toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Hey, there's a great way you can save a ton of money on car insurance. For whatever reason, I'm locked out of our company email. They're probably trying to tell me something. But I'll tell you this. You go to Geico, you're going to save a ton of money. Go to Geico.com, okay? That's the best I can do right off the top of my head. 855-2124-CBS. I got a couple of things I got to get off my chest. I got I to do this in a hurry here. Mike on Twitter. And I'll end up saying this next Saturday, I bet. Uh, this should be the last weekend without any – four. I'm watching golf right now, and you know I'm a big NASCAR fan, and – and UFC, I know a lot of people like the UFC. It's just not its not up on top of my product ladder. There has been sports, but, hey, we want one of the big four to come back, and it seems that this week that Major League Baseball is going to be back. Football is going to get a little bit dicey between the players' union and the owners. I think that it will because, again, it's a, it's a profession. I, I, I don't know much about college football right now. I don't want to say no because I don't want to be a downer. I think there's plenty of people on the air who are more than willing to be downers for you about college football. Um, I'm hoping that it can. I'm hoping that they can provide some opportunities. And the same thing for the other fall college sports for those people as well. But I, I, I can tell you this. I've never taken a show for granted. Like Mike says, Ken, with that list, sounds like you have a foot out the door. No, I promise I don't have a foot out the door. But, yes, when you ask what the top five guys are, and I say anyone on the Pelicans, anyone on the Kings, J.R. Smith twice, James Harden once, yeah, I, I get that. I totally can understand why you thought that. I was trying to be innovative in that case. I've never taken a show for granted. I have taken sports for granted. Absolutely, I've taken sports for granted. I've always I've always worried, and this is a very personal thing for me to admit, I don't want to be the guy 
if I'm lucky enough to do this when I'm when I'm 50 and my sons have grown and I stop watching games. Like there are a lot of guys, and I'm not trying to name names. I'm not trying to take a swing at anybody in particular. That's not what I'm trying to do. But it does worry me, and and I would be very, very disappointed in myself because there's things that I say that I, I think I'm right on, and there's things that I find out I'm definitely wrong on, and there's things that I say that you know you disagree with me on, and I try to bring you to my side, and I try to have fun while I do it. But one thing I always have tried to do or what I think I've tried to do is watch games. But there have been times where I've taken sports for granted. The sports are going to be there, and these are during our months. We get comfortable. Baseball, this time of year, it's mid-July. Things get a little bit dry. It's where the calendar starts to end and the sports year has ended and we start to pick back up, getting ready for training camp and all the other things. Now with this, i got to tell you, I've never taken a show for granted, and I don't think I ever will. There's such a thing as bad segments and bad shows, and they can't all be A's, and I'm definitely guilty of that. But I've definitely taken some sports for granted, and that will never, ever happen again. And I can promise you this. With this, this will always be in my memory when I'm 44, when I'm 54. And if I do it until I die, then it will always be in my memory because this whole four-month period has been the bleeps. It has been one of the worst periods of my life because I cover sports. And I do think that a lot of things in our business are going to change here. I do think a lot of that. But I'll tell you what, ain't going to change because of laziness. Because I'll be damned if I ever become one of them 50-year-old guys who do not watch the games for whatever reason and then try to BS their way through it. I have a new appreciation for professional sports and sports in general after all this just because it's just a way that provides, while things are still going to be tough and things are tough and we don't have our arms around this the way we thought we would, we hope we do soon someday, and every day you go to bed and you hope that, okay, this is one day, closer to this all being over. Sports adds some semblance of normalcy. Doesn't mean you stick your head in the sand. Doesn't mean you become complacent. But there's something there's something comforting about being a sports fan and going home and turning on the TV and there being sports, even with there not being any fans there. We'll get to that someday, but the fact that sports are coming back helps us with that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's possible. Earlier this week, a couple of college football coaches, a couple of people in college football said, boy, wouldn't it be a great idea? And Dennis Dodd brought it up too, and I love Dennis Dodd. Wouldn't it be a great idea to get yourself a commissioner of college football? And I think it's a great idea. I especially think because for this, for what's going on now, this is going to have financial ramifications for for college franchise or college programs for a long time to come. There, we might find that there are some schools in D1, we might find some schools in D2 and D3 that that find out when this is all done if they if they can't play, maybe it's not financially viable for us to play future, football at all in the future. You know, maybe maybe these funds would better be used to tear down if a stadium needs redone or a stadium needs rebuilt maybe it would be better suited if we just tear down that stadium and maybe keep that land or or build other types of facilities on that land or or maybe enhance the basketball arena maybe enhance the basketball gym I could see that happening insurance is costly the amount of money that people have been addicted to in in college football has been something here I could see a scenario here where you look at the richest college football programs Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, 
Alabama. They've also been some of the most successful college football programs out there. And I'm and, and if I didn't mention your school down there, SEC country, trust me, you're in that mix too. It's just the ones that come to the top of my head. We're going to see a situation here where I think the rich get richer. If you can play, those are the teams most ready to play. They have the television contracts. The SEC with ESPN and everybody, the Big Ten with ESPN and with Fox, mostly with Fox. They're ready to play college football if they can do so safely. And if they can, they will. If we don't play college football, if we feel it's not ethical, we feel we're not safe to do so, and that's a possibility as well, those schools will continue to be richer. Because even though they're not making money on those deals, the other teams are definitely, and the other conferences are definitely losing money on those deals. And they'll be able to be ready for another day. The Big Ten and the SEC will. The other ones won't. And the one big, big school, you could throw Texas in there as well in the Big 12. I want there to be a college football season because I think this will be a great test of coaches. I think it will be – from a sports fan's perspective, I think this will be a great test of coaches. I think we're really going to see who's good at recruiting, who's good at coaching, who's good at both. But if we can't have one, the underdogs that we root for, I think they're going to go bye-bye for a little bit. And when I see this type of scenario and we want a commissioner in college football, I think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's feasible. You get accustomed to power. You get accustomed to the power that you want. And I don't think just like in Major League Baseball where George Steinbrenner habitually never, ever wanted to pay the bills and he felt he shouldn't. And a lot of Yankees fans, a lot of people outside of even baseball agreed he shouldn't have to pay the bills for the Kansas City Kansas City Royals or the Oakland A's or anybody else. They need to go out there and they need to make their product as close to the Yankees as they can and they need to deal with it. They don't want to pay the bills. They don't want a revenue share on that case. I don't think especially now that the Ohio States and the, and the Oklahomas – are going to want to have to pay the freight for the Mid-American Conference and for Conference USA. And if you get a commissioner, you're going to have to make things equitable. And in the world of college football, especially college football, and especially with recruiting, there isn't a chance in hell. You need someone tough. You need someone who is willing to put it to anybody, and you can't find anybody willing to do that. If I was going to take a swing at anybody, I might take a swing at Oliver Luck and say that that guy might be able to get the job done. He's the first guy that comes to my head. I know that he got in bed with the XFL, and that was a losing proposition, but I find Oliver Luck a man of sterling reputation. I think that I would take a swing with Oliver Luck if I were willing to try something like that. I just don't think university presidents would. I know a lot of radio show hosts, they would. They said they would. I know I can't. Billy knows this. I can be a surly individual. But I'm also, I don't hold grudges. I don't like to make people angry. I feel bad when people get really angry with me. Not not about sports talk or anything like that. I feel bad when people get really angry with me. I love confrontations and I love awkwardness, which is weird. But all the, in the end, yeah, I don't want to be such a bad guy. The commissioner has to be a bad guy. I just think I'd be a walkover. I think I'd be put in a terrible situation. Joel Klatt, Joel Klatt's been brought up. I think that's a fun thing, but I think you need to get somebody with gravitas in the past. Somebody would have to do it. I think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's feasible. Can we do the Madden QB rankings real quick here, Billy? Let's get going with the Madden QB rankings as soon as we can. Madden had it out. They had it Mahomes, Wilson, Lamar, Drew, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz. When I redid the top ten, again, who you play with, 
who you play for, what you mean to the franchise. At number 10 overall, go ahead, Hick. At number 10 overall, and remember, it's only a re-rack, not a complete redo, Carson Wentz. I have issues with Carson Wentz because of durability. I have Carson Wentz at number 10. Matt Ryan, how much differently would we be talking about Matt Ryan had he been able to finish the job in the Super Bowl? Matt Ryan, I have at number nine. I am destroyed emotionally saying this. Tom Brady is my number eight. You're just too old. You're 42. You need some help there. I have to put Tom at number eight. He's still amazing. Dak Prescott, I think, is an underrated quarterback. I put Dak Prescott at seven, and I'm sure we'll talk more about Dak Prescott in the coming weeks. At number six, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is given the key to the kingdom. Same results in a lot of ways. Drew Brees at number five, same thing almost as Tom Brady. You need help, you've got help, but I think you're relying on some other people as well. Deshaun Watson, I think we underrate Deshaun Watson. I think that he has answered every challenge given to him by Bill O'Brien. I put him at number four. Russell Wilson almost in the same thing. He's ran so well, and he's done so great as that defense has been in transition, not just keeping them afloat, but keeping them in the playoffs. Number two, I don't care how long it takes. I know he's not going to play for very long. I think that a lot of people believe he's not going to play for very long. I don't care. Lamar is number two. I love Lamar. I'm not betting against him. I never did, even though he haunts my dreams two times a year and could, could do so for the next handful of years. Number one overall, Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be hard-pressed for, for you to disagree with me, and that is the Madden 21 Ken Carmen QB rankings. I thought that that was pretty good, Billy. I think that you think it would be pretty good. I thought it I was. Love, I, love Lamar, I love Lamar Jackson. I'm not ashamed to say it, and I know that he may not play for 15 or 20 years. He may very well not, but as long as he's going to be healthy, I think he can wreak havoc on defenses. Big thanks to everybody who joined us today. Bob Nightingale was great. Pirino, Billy, Marco, Erica was great. Coming up next, big treat, Grant Paulson from D.C. hosting the next four hours. You want the inside stuff on what's going on in Washington? Ain't nobody better than this guy. I'm Ken Carmen. Take care.
Good afternoon. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.